So the big question is this. How does a powerful, high-achieving woman who's successful in every part of her life, except with men, dating, and relationships, meet, attract, and create that healthy relationship that lasts with the right man? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Barry Price, and welcome to Her Dating and Relationship Secrets. Secret number 248, why it feels like he's using you. Sarah was tired of caving in to her own compulsions. She had this guy that at first paid all this attention to her. They even had wonderful, passionate sex, which felt amazing to her because she hadn't felt all that desirable and desired during her entire 14-year marriage, which had ended two years ago. They were seeing one another uh, at night and on weekends, but the problem was that that thing that started off really hot started to fizzle over time. A lot of red flags started to show up, like the women who were texting him while he was together with her. The fact that he was on and off of the dating app, even when he said he wasn't on it, if she would check, he'd be back on there. She knew he wasn't being honest, and there were times when he would only show up for her if he had nothing else to do, but when she had free time, he didn't even want to plan to do things if he was already booked and busy. It was very much at his convenience. See, the thing was, it was hard for her to say no. She kept wanting him to want her. When he'd pull away, it would bother her. She would start obsessing about texting him or fishing for a response. She'd start to get agitated. She'd wonder when she was going to see him next. She'd done enough work to know that she had abandonment fears and that these were coming up. She'd done enough work to know that this was her anxious attachment style coming up. And yet, like a whirlpool sucking her in, she wasn't able to simply let go and move on. So what's going on here? She's certainly a very intelligent woman, a successful woman, strong in her career and in her family life and with her friends. But in this one area, this Achilles heel of hers, this being taken advantage of, feeling unwanted and ignored was coming up again and again. But the reality was she was mad mainly at herself. The more she chased, the more she tolerated and put up with his crap, basically. Times when he said he would call or see her and then disappeared. Times when he'd say, oh, he's not good enough for her. Basically telling her, hey, man, I, I'm unworthy. I'm no good. Don't waste your time with me. What do you even waste your time with me for? And she'd say, no, it's okay. I want you. You're not so bad. Each time she was teaching and training him. I don't value myself and you don't have to either. I won't keep my word. So you don't have to keep yours. When I say that I'm not going to text this person and I do it anyway, I start to doubt myself. I feel weak. I lose self-belief. I feel taken advantage of because I feel like I'm not standing up for myself. That's what was really going on inside. 
to deal with it, we had to do a couple of things. We had to begin going deeper and deeper into that early abandonment wound. At the same time as reducing this dependency, this this compulsion to get something from him that she just couldn't get anywhere else. Had to be from him. It had to be from the person who was elusive, available, and it felt amazing, and then it didn't feel amazing. She also had to start experiencing all of him, meaning not just the story of like, yes, when I go over there and he makes me dinner and it's romantic and sexy, it's so good. It's like, and what about that time you went over and he was already exhausted and too stressed about the payments to his ex-wife and he was grumpy and, and rude to you and did, you didn't make love at all and even after you didn't make love because he felt insecure, like he'd failed at being sexy, he was starting to put you down and insult you. Well, at first she actually trained him that that was okay too. He would say things that were kind of offensive about her and she had trouble standing up for herself. To them. But the more self-love work she did on a daily basis, the more she began to get her need for feeling good enough and desired from how she treated herself in many ways, in her physical environment and through how she cared for her body and how she dressed and how she talked to herself in her head and in the mirror, she began to slowly build up that self-respect again to where she wasn't, well, she just didn't find it appealing to go over there and be disappointed again or to make plans that she would end up having um, him cancel, being stood up. She slowly but surely, and this is the thing with compulsion based on old abandonment fear. When we're attached to a guy, we just can't let go of that obsessiveness. It comes and goes in waves, but the waves can take months, sometimes years, depending on how long you've been attached to them and how much sex has cemented it. Because that act of sex bonds you even more deeply to them. It's even harder to get out. The gravity of that black hole just pulls you in even more once you have sexual intimacy. She began practicing strengthening her boundary muscles. If she got a text from him, not immediately replying, but just doing something for herself first. Because they weren't exclusive or committed, being able to stay open to meeting other men online and offline, that he wasn't the sole provider of her emotional needs. Slowly but surely, weaning herself off of the dependency on him, feeling more and more self-love and self-respect. Trusting her own ability to say no, set boundaries. She began to have the spaciousness, the distance from him to not be fully in what was like an addiction to him. She began to have healthy thinking return instead of compulsive reactivity and desperation to meet the need through this, this attachment. That's what let her start feeling strong enough to stand up for what she knew was best for her, to take actions of self-love, to say no, to make other plans before she even heard from him, to make other plans that were good for her instead of placing her inner child on the train tracks to get run over and feel the opposite of special yet again. She stopped jumping on the rug for him to pull it out from under her feet. And as she built herself up, and reduced her contact with him, suddenly all of that obsessiveness began to wane 
away. Over time, this was the path to finding a healthier love for herself instead of breaking herself down. We can't bring in healthy love and a healthy, respectful relationship when we're training someone to disrespect us. But even worse, when we're telling, showing, and teaching ourselves that we don't need to be respected. Get on that path. Where is the boundary you need to set today? Is it with an X? Is it with a certain app or a behavior you know doesn't serve you? Where are you not really following through and standing up for yourself? When you start to, you'll find the way you feel about yourself and the way others feel about you completely change. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help because I'm on a mission to help 1 million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.